Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. Well, well, well. On my mind today is where can you start characters? Where can you get a premise? Where can you get a really good premise? Remember we talking about Dickens and Doyle, about they came up with formulas and premises and starting something, pretty much trying to keep track of it through the, the story. And Well, anyway, I was was looking for premises where you can hang hang adventures on. That's why I did the cattle drive thing. Because that's the kind of thing I can take and take the premise and go back and just restock it with new adventures. Which I will probably do in the near future. But that's just one campaign. What I like to do, what I like to do is find a place where adventures can hang their hat aside from the, well, we stay at this inn, this is our headquarters, things like that. And I'm thinking about towns, cities, and villages that have a standing, I don't want to say military, maybe paramilitary, or some kind of police force. And I thought of maybe we could do adventures with adventurers as part of that. Now, if you want to do the whole, you know, they're the watch thing, because they can get into all sorts of trouble that way, but it would mostly be city-based unless they sent them out on special assignment or something like that. I wouldn't do that too much. But the city will probably keep them busy enough. I was thinking more like, what if a city had its own adventures? And what I mean is adventures on payroll. I do this in Mutant Future, my post-apocalyptic game, because the characters work for the recovery unit of this one trader. So he sends them out there to get stuff, and that's how they get in trouble. Anything that leads to adventure. So, say a city had a group of adventurers, and I'm not saying that other adventurers wouldn't come into town. Maybe there are other adventurers coming into town trying to take their job, but that's another, that is another aspect to it. But say they're paid by the city, and they work out a contract. Say they're subcontractors, maybe through a mercenary guild or some kind of guild or something like that, where they send out these people who say, okay, and... That what they can do, what the city can do, is have a con- standard contract for every adventuring party and say they have a pool of adventurers that they can rely on, say a union hall, say a hiring hall type of thing, where they will put a party together. Okay, we need a mage here to go out and do this with this party. This one needs a cleric, so maybe they contracted with the temple to have a few clerics do that as part of their apprenticeship. This could all be like apprenticeship to the guild hall. Say the city has an adventurer's guild hall. Guilds are always fun. But make them part of the part of the the town the town uh, the town police type force, the watch, the whatever you want to call it, the sheriff's department, the constables, but make them part of that. So they have limited, they're like deputies, they have limited jurisdiction in an area. And they can sit there and go, okay, we've got this mage on, we got this mage on retainer, or we got this mage deputized. So he can go out with this party and say they're a bunch of 
neophyte adventures or something like that. They're running, say the town's running short and they have to have somebody take care of something. And so they have a few adventures in town. Okay, fine. But they're lacking a mage. So they give them a mage with deputy powers. So he is the guy they put up front if they have to deal with anything like you know, law and things like that, or a fighter or someone else, probably not a thief. They probably wouldn't call him a thief, try to call him a rogue or something like that, or a specialist. That's a good word for it. A specialist. Because they know there's all these monsters going out in here, and there's this dungeon, there's this ruins over here that we always have trouble with, and this, that, and the other thing. And it's just easier to send a, a group of adventurers out to send the regular force out because it's it's too taxing it's too taxing on the city so basically what they do is deputize adventurers and they probably have a way of doing it they probably have a set procedure maybe a contract maybe we deputize you for so many years you stay in town and in the surrounding area we can send you out instead of regular forces because we need people here to watch over the town to to enforce the law in the town so that's a good way of having a premise where you can throw anything at them, major, minor, you name it. You can throw anything at the players or just, yeah, you just throw anything at the players. They can either go out and do things in the name of this king, in the name of this force, in the name of this city, or they can also, if they need, you know, if the regular troops need backup, say something really weird is going on in the sewer let's send the specialists in there troubleshooters is basically what it does is legitimate basically what it does is legitimize the murder hobo aspect of it god i hate that name but you know you get the idea and they'll have certain provisions in the contract on how much loot they get to keep what is considered you know what is considered excessive force not really excessive i don't want to beg it too much like a police department you know, all of a sudden you've got monsters like a vampire demanding Miranda rights or something like that. No, no, this is this is a little bit more like frontier justice, like like in a Western when, OK, we need you guys to go out. So we're going to deputize you and send you out with the posse. So in case we have to have some legal standing, that kind of thing. So they are pretty much like they're like marshal they could be deputy marshal remember rooster cogburn and true grit he was a deputy marshal so he could be he could go out because he is going out into areas that do not have a governing body in other words he's going out into territories that have not become states yet this is before you know he went out to he went out to McAllister, which is here in Oklahoma, and Oklahoma wasn't part of the wasn't part of the U.S. yet. It was a territory, so he had they had to have these like deputy marshals who were who were deputized to go out and get these guys like criminals and things like that. So that's what you can do for adventurers. Say you have a city state and they have law in the city state, but maybe the city state has jurisdiction over this territory and they can go out there and do that too that way they have a base and they have a premise i like that premise with the law because you know when you go out into unknown territory and you have say deputy powers you know 
having those powers is only going to get you so far because you're going to be in an area where there are no laws and it's the law of the wild. It's the law of the, the jungle or whatever, you know, because there are areas that are just too, too backwoods, too back, too rural, too, too wilderness. And people follow their own rules. That's why the West, that's what the whole point of taming the West, because people would go out there and they didn't have to answer to anybody if they were in the right area. Well, this is the way they answer to them. So you send adventurers out there, maybe some seasoned ones. And, you know, there's some cult out there in the, the boonies doing something that's eventually going to affect this town. And it's a part of our jurisdiction. So go out there and take care of it. We don't want to send our regular boy. I mean, you know, they, they can always be backed up like, say, you know, they can send a message or send somebody back to get reinforcements from the town. But they want you to take care of it so they don't have to. And if it's a big enough threat, yes, they will send reinforcements. But your job is to take care of it. When you're, if you're in over your head, then you call us on emergencies. So that's the, that's a great premise right there. I love that premise for a for, for adventurers. And if they want to go further afield, you can. It's easy. It's easy to do that because they can get like maybe this neighboring kingdom has a has an agreement with them they have treaties and things like that where they can go into another area and help take care maybe help the people who maybe this other other city the city state or this kingdom has their own adventuring deputies that they could help kind of like the law enforcement bringing in the fbi that kind of thing you know more reinforcements oh we have we have experience with these kind of monsters let us send us our you are specialists and they can take care of it i mean you can open it up to all sorts of things you can even stay in the in the in the town the city if you want i mean maybe there's like i said trouble under the sewers things like that maybe there's a guild that's getting out of hand anyway so that's a great premise. I will be using that in the future. And go ahead and take that with my blessing. And I'm going to go start my day. So, okay. Uh, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, please contact me at oldmangrognar at gmail.com. Or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are funded now. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support the program. And I would thank you. And thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Juan Carlos for supporting me and this program. And I thank you. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.